You know, this is my first time eating here, and I hear that the steak is absolutely incredible. In fact, I just ordered one about 20 minutes ago, and it should be coming out of the kitchen at any moment. The view here is incredible. I highly recommend you visiting this place. Oh, here comes my steak. Yeah, sir? Sure, I don't care if you cut it. What? What's this? What's this? Ah! Welcome to Dining at the End of the Universe, where we serve up all sorts of spicy conversations off the latest menu of science fiction movies and television shows. Welcome to Dining at the End of the Universe, perspectives on the television and movie worlds of science fiction. Uh, my name is Scott. And my name is Don. Ooh. And if Don sounds a little bit different than some of the podcasts you've been hearing him, we actually have him phoned in today, and we're going to see how that kind of works. So hopefully, hopefully levels are uh, clear enough for that. So, uh, Don, why are we doing this podcast? Why, why are we doing this podcast? Yeah. Because Scott and I, undeniably, every time we get together, our conversation ends up talking about some kind of science fiction, such fantasy, movie, TV, whatnot. And so we thought it would be fun to just kind of chat about it on a podcast. Well, yeah, and uh, I think the other part of it is we want to invite uh, you, our listeners, into the conversation. So you're going to be a part of, hopefully, what we're talking about here and uh, maybe even contradicting some of our own views of it. But we absolutely are, we love talking about this stuff, and Don's right, we we spend <laughs> hours talking about it many times. So, And so if you're into science fiction, then this podcast is for you. Anyways, and we do want your thoughts. Okay. So what's the first topic of the night? First topic of the night is Hellboy 2. Okay, Hellboy 2, what, Rise of the Golden Army? Go ahead. We both just recently saw it, and Scott, what did you think? It is absolutely phenomenal. I don't know uh, how I would compare it if I would stack it up against Hellboy 1, but I absolutely enjoyed myself. It was it was quite obvious that Toro directed it with um, the, all the evidence of Pan's labyrinth just seeping through into, into the movie. But wow, what a ride. And it was absolutely awesome. I loved it. Don? Okay, my initial comment is going to be comparing it to the first. I enjoyed the first Hellboy. I was a little disappointed in the first Hellboy in that really he was just fighting the same monster over and over again. Like that monster that hatched from the egg, like that was really the only thing that he was fighting. Like over and over. like, okay, there was a the big giant monster at the end, and there was a big giant monster in the beginning. But all the monsters in between were just those monsters that were coming out of the egg. Blah 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 blah. Okay, Hellboy Two, complete opposite. Toro and his minions of monsters were phenomenal. It was amazing. The man is phenomenal, and so. I was highly entertained by Hellboy 2. Now, I was really excited to find that it had an Irish twist to it. What do you think of that? 
Oh, well, I knew that you would find that absolutely awesome. Well, Ireland's absolutely a beautiful country, although you don't get to see too much of the countryside. You're more inside of Ireland, I guess, with all the, uh, what, the 70 times 7 army that is underneath there, uh, which is kind of whole, which is all steampunkish, I guess, is what they call that with uh, mechanized with steam and earth and stuff like that. But yeah, it was very good. I, I really enjoyed it. I liked Ireland. Ireland was a good, good uh, twist to have it off of a, where were they at in the first Hellboy movie? Germany and um, New York? I don't even know. Right. Do you know? Do you know where they were? Do you know where they were at in the first movie? I'm, in the first movie, they were mo- they were in New York. Yeah, that's what I thought. But. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. They were in. They were in. Um, they ended up in Russia somehow. Oh, okay. I, I totally forget, but remember they're in that graveyard, and he digs up that that skeleton, and he's speaking Russian. Oh, okay. The skeleton is speaking Russian, so somehow they ended up in Russia, but I don't. Well, they ended up in Russia because the bad guy in the movie was Rasputin, or was supposed to be like a form of Rasputin, the evil priest from. Okay. You know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So okay, here's my only disappointment in the movie. Go ahead. And and I don't think it was an overly expressed, um, but there was definitely a political twist in that. Uh, the bad guys were trying to save the environment and they were all about trees and grass and all that kind of stuff. So, so there was definitely um, a kind of environmental twist on it. Which, what was interesting was, the, so that kind of frustrated me at the very beginning, but you see how it ended was uh, the, the, the Golden Army is a mechanical army. It's not a an army of nature at all. And so I kind of think that was Prince Nuada's downfall was that he was trying to use the mechanical army to win a war on nature. And it, that that's just not going to work. Well, we, in are, general. we, anyway, are, so. we are getting political here, huh? On our very first podcast, go green, go green. But <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think that that, that was, that was a, that was a nice little twist there. And, uh, um, yeah, it kind of almost Tolkien. Wasn't Tolkien kind of uh, against the machines of war and, and and how they ravaged Earth and so on? Ooh, that's a nice analogy, Tolkien. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, I, I don't think of Tolkien and Hellboy actually in the same vein, but uh, just that idea or concept. When I think of Tolkien, I think of, you know, there was the hobbits and uh, the elves being kind of very nature and at harmony with the world around them and then machines of war being in kind of discord. And you see that in Hellboy too, a little bit. Wow, very good. Yeah. Audience, you'll discover as we go along in these conversations that Scott is the Tolkien expert and I am not. Yeah, well, Don, though, is a comic book expert. So if you, yeah. if I have any questions, I grew up without comic books and Don grew up living in comic books. In fact, there's a comic book character called Don uh, in the X-Men too. But um, anyways, just kidding. Well, but, <laughs> yeah. but Scott, Scott could become an expert on comic books because... He currently is in possession of my collection. It, it is true, but I um yeah. I have not cracked one open yet. So, <laughs> to be honest, all right. Hey, uh, Don, let's talk a little bit about the up and coming Dollhouse. This Friday, it airs for the first time on Fox. We hope and pray that Fox does not cancel it after the first time episodes, like they're so notorious of doing to Josh Whedon stuff. Um, what what has been your initial thoughts as you've been seeing the trailers and um, just your initial feel when you 
kind of looked at the, doll, the dollhouse and so forth. Right. I, I know, I know, and I'm pretty sure I could speak for Scott and myself. We are very excited to see Joss Whedon back on the air. Um, I'm very excited about this particular series. I, I think it's, it's something different for him. And so, and he's good at different. So that's kind of exciting. Um, just from seeing that the, the trailers I've seen, the commercials, I, I'm a little hesitant because I'm not sure I'm kind of big on the, the storyline, but, but I think anything with Joss Whedon, you need to see it before you make a judgment call because his quality of work is, is really quite good. I mean, everything from Buffy to Angel to Firefly, he, he has really shown himself to pull off a unique storyline in his series. So yeah, absolutely. My impression is if it doesn't stick on Fox, sci-fi may pick it up. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, but, we certainly hope so. Well, we hope it stays yeah. on Fox. So a little bit more mainstream. I agree. I agree. Um, We're excited that our Friday nights are now fully. Right. Or, right. Or because now we have, yeah. you know, Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles, and now we have a dollhouse back to back. Yeah. But, and I am not, I'm not a Battlestar Galactica fan, so I can't, we, we may not have many discussions about that. Although uh, or, may, or, maybe, or maybe I'll just discuss it and you'll just be like, da, 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 you know, whatever, twiddling your anyway, What's your reaction to Dollhouse? What's your reaction? Okay, well, here's my, here's my thoughts about, my thoughts on Dollhouse. Well, listen, I, I went on Hulu today. Have you ever been on Hulu, Don? Hulu dot, Hulu.com. I, no, I can't hear you. <laughs> have you ever been on Hulu.com? Hulu.com, I've been there. Okay, well, I was on it and they have... Uh, a bunch of different trailers about it. And then they have uh, interviews with the actors about it um, and just some different things about it that gave me a little bit of perspective on the show um, and um, uh, and what we uh, think it's going to be about. I think um, one of the things we get from some of the, I don't know how many of the commercials you saw, Don, but some of the commercials show a lot of action. So I think it's going to be a lot of action in it. Yeah, and, yeah. and from one of the, um, and from one of them, uh, it seems like they're, the dollhouse is going to be threatened in some way. Um, and so that dollhouse is going to be in jeopardy. And uh, so the danger to that, what is the dollhouse Don? Do you know? I don't, I don't. Okay. Well, here, here's what I'm guessing it is. All right. It is a place. Right. It is a place where women, for whatever reason, who are in jail or have gotten their lives in the rocks, go to a place and in a sense they get rehabilitated. What actually happens is something they call imprinting, right? Now, Don, you tell me what right. this sounds like. They lie in a chair, they get scanned and imprinted with a certain skill that they get for however long they need and then they get their memory erased and that skill erased, all right? Yeah. Well, uh, so Don, sitting in a chair, getting imprinted with a skill, what does it sound like? That's, that's the Matrix. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah, the Matrix. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, Neo learning yeah, jiu-jitsu, uh, you know, Trinity learning they the copter. Do, they, it's, not, it, they could do, it's not just like, it's not just skills. It's like personality and... Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a whole package that they get. It's not yeah, just yeah. the skills. And, so it's, and it, then it, they go out and they do a job and then they come back and they, are, they erase that from them and then yeah. they, they're constantly... Isn't that the storyline? Yeah, I, I I believe so. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. What I'm picturing in my head is it's kind of like a science fiction version of Charlie's Angel. Yeah, or uh, get this. I think that what it does, though, is it allows them to do something that's almost like the Stargate. You know how the Stargate allows you to go to any world and have any sort of adventure you want, right? 
Well, getting imprinted, you can get imprinted with anything, any sort of memory. And so the storyline, each show can be as varied and different as you want it to be. You can go a hundred different direct, you can go a hundred different directions with that show. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think what's going to be the key and what's always the key with Wade, and he does a pretty good job of it, is getting a cast that, that, that meshes. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we'll see. We'll see how that goes in the first couple of shows. But he, yeah. he is typically good of it. By the way, another Matrix reference, Harrick, Harry Lennox, Commander Locke from The Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions is in here as one of the commanders of the dollhouse. Right, I remember him. Yeah, well, he is in, he is in the dollhouse as, a, um, as a, like the head of the dollhouse. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. Just a little bit of trivia there. We'll see how that actually pans it out. It would have been cooler to see um, the preacher as the head of dollhouse. Oh, dude, he would have been fun. Although, uh, uh, although he's a little bit too pensive, then maybe. So yeah. But one more thing I want to talk about, and uh, I don't want to give any spoilers for Don here. Uh, Don, tell me your impression on on uh, Tim Kring's Heroes, uh, this current volume. <laughs> Which you believe is volume five, volume five. Oh, volume four, excuse me, it's called. Okay, so Heroes just started up again after its kind of Christmas holiday leave. We need, to, we need to backtrack a little bit because, and Scott knows, I was pretty much on the edge of not watching it anymore because I was not pleased with the story in the fall. Yeah, now, maybe. it did kind of suck me back in the last two episodes in the fall were pretty darn good, and so it did kind of suck me back in. This for, I did not see this week's episode, so I'm basing my comments on the episode I did saw. Well, yeah, and can I just interrupt to say that volume <laughs> volume three, <laughs> volume three was uh, was pretty uh, scattered. It felt like it was. It was. It was pretty, uh, especially compared to where we, we seem to be heading. And what's interesting is, Don, they seem to have discarded volume three, right? Right. Like it, it never happened. It, right. It seems like the fall never happened. <laughs> yeah. Like there's just not people in the story anymore. Right. But we're not, I'm not so sure that Pacelli's dead. Yeah, me neither. So, so we don't know what they're pulling from the previous, from the fall to the spring. Yeah, yeah. And I am still living in a case-by-case an episode by episode decision. I, I am still not completely addicted to it yet. I'm taking it a, an episode at a time. Well, Don, I think whether I, I decide to continue to watch it or not. I, I think you will like this week's episode. I loved it. I watched it this morning actually, and I was so hooked on it. Um, but Don, what do you think about a horn-rimmed glasses man um, and Nate kind of going bad, evil? It seems like. He's abandoning Claire altogether. And that confuses me, considering the previous seasons where he was completely protective and in love and yada, yada, yada with his daughter. And now all of a sudden, she's just another one of the enemy that needs to be bagged and tagged and thrown in the airplane with everyone else. Like, I'm not so sure I understand that particular storyline. He is one of my primary 
primary characters that I, I like to connect and and and, and so I'm not quite sure I like the direction he's heading, but like again, it's a, it's really a, a whole new storyline, and we don't know who's on what side and what's we. Sides are clearly being drawn, but I'm unclear on what they look like. So right. anyway, right. Well, it's true, and I. Um, after, uh, this next week's, after this week's episode, if you watch it, you'll see that there's, uh, maybe a little bit of redemption, at least in, um, in Claire, in, in Be- Mr. Bennett's and Mr. Bennett a little bit, okay. but that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to give it away. Uh, okay. but I tell you what, this, this crash totally opens up the story, uh, you know, because, you know, the, the heroes have been rounded up. They, they, they survived this crash and they are PO'd. They are pissed. Well, yeah. It seems like this, the, the way they ended the last, the episode of last week, it's a little bit like Raw. Uh, the plane crash, and they don't know where they are, and now they have to work together. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they, they figure out where they're at. So I will tell you that. All right. Yeah. Now, um, one, I just want to talk about one more thing before we uh, kind of wrap up here. Okay. Um, the hunter, the guy that's going and hunting all the heroes. The, the, the yes. Russian the Russian looking guy the bald head guy they call yeah. him, they call him the hunter if you go to the site and his name's like Zaleko Ivanik or something like that some Russian guy and I think his right. official name's hunter um he he used to be an old uh 24 uh, villain uh, named Andre Drazen uh, and Tim Kring had used him in crossing Jordan before but uh I love that character and he becomes yeah, even, good, he, he, he becomes even more evil in this next episode. He's a very good um, character actor. Yeah. yeah, he is. And he does. He plays almost the same type of uh, character in each one. So. Yeah, and, we're, and this is time out. Scott is a huge 24 fan, and I am not. Right, right. I randomly watch it, and I randomly don't like it. So, so just take that for what it's worth. Yeah, so, yeah. We're, <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll but, casually mention it, and Don will casually ignore me. So uh, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Um, uh, uh, Don. Uh, and if he casually mentions it, I will casually make the comment that I don't like it. Right However, on. I did watch this week's episode and it was pretty good. It, so. it, is, it was good. Um, it, it was Don, I do have to tell you uh, my favorite line from Heroes this week. Yeah. Okay. It's from Siler, and Siler absolutely rocks by the way in the first episode and in the second episode i love siler he is back to his old self and he's more devious than yeah. ever um, he said he says he says to one other character i won't tell you who because i don't want to spoil it but he says i let you live which is kind of a big deal for me <laughs> i love that yeah. line it's great because you know siler's always killing people all the way by the way siler new movie coming out star trek you excited about it <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I would say that Don's excited about it. We need to do a little research, but I am going to go. I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to say this. Go ahead. Star Trek has got to be the longest running storyline ever in science fiction history, TV and movie combined. Yeah, I would say you're probably right. Probably right. It's it's got to be going on forty. Close to 40 years, maybe more. <laughs> Anyways, I think we should wrap up the show and uh, use this as kind of a trial thing here. Um, <clears throat> yeah, let's. Are we wrap, did you say we're wrapping things up? Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it up. 
Okay. And uh, next time we're going to try it over Skype so you can get a little bit of a clearer signal. Hopefully this will be a good opening run for you guys who are listening. And um, yeah. for us, it was just kind of a trial to see if we could do it and how it sounds. So you are the guinea yeah. pigs and you are the listeners. You guys let <laughs> us know if you hear Don well enough or have had the volumes totally skewed. Um, anyways, uh, if you want to contact us, you can contact us at the website. And our, webs- our website is at dining at the end of the universe.com. And, um, and that's that. And, uh, you can also, if you want to contact us in any way or have any thoughts about what we were saying tonight or want to give your comments, you can, uh, leave an audio voicemail that we will maybe play on the show. I will try. We will try seriously to play it on the show. If you call in and all you need to do is call and mention the name of this podcast and leave a message at the listener line at 717-983-4314. That's 717-983-4314. Um, or you can email us at zogpod at gmail.com, and that'll also get to me. So, And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, and my name is Herzog, H-E-R-T-Z-O-G, on Twitter. Don, any last parting comments here before we wrap up? I am not nearly as technically savvy as Scott, so I do not have Twitter. Right, I right. am sorry. But, uh, this he, is Don yes, but signing off. This is Don signing <laughs> off. Stardate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stardate right. 2000. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.